0: God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief center, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news, don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the Tribe, to the tribe of Christians, Christians broadcast, broadcast, either on Stitcher, Stitcher Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner.
1: Hey guys, welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians. Brandon Dawson here. And a um, past few weeks, past few messages, uh, I have been talking a lot about the situation unfolding in Ukraine and with Europe concerning uh, the Russian war and invasion into Ukraine. um, I've been talking a lot about things from a biblical or prophetic perspective as to how these things could be related to the war of Gog and Magog and what some of these consequences might be in relation to the United States. And uh, I've also been talking a lot about um, concerning China and how they'll be pulled into the war. So I just kind of wanted to take a shift a little bit from biblical prophecy. And I just want to, uh, for all of our listeners out there who rely on our podcasts all over the world, for churches, for Christians, for believers out there, who are looking at everything that is happening, and maybe not so much from a prophecy perspective, but maybe a deeper-rooted question in your heart, why is this happening? Why does wars happen? Why, uh, Why do natural disasters and calamities happen from a biblical perspective, from a spiritual perspective? and so i came across a very well written an incredible article that was written from wnd and it's been endorsed by all, uh, a lot of very well respected um, authors including chuck norris uh so i want to talk about i want to actually go into this article and share it with you guys uh in in detail i'm going to take you through the entire article i'm going to read it for you and uh, offer up some of my um, commentary on it a little bit if I can. So, the article is WND. It's titled, Is Russia Ukraine War Sending a Repeated Message from God? And so, the events in the daily news can be catastrophic and unnerving at times, with huge numbers of lives lost an incredible suffering taking place as is evident by the russian invasion of ukraine and sometimes as is the case now there seems to be no good reason for the disturbing mayhem that's taking place in ukraine rivers of blood and tears are flowing said pope francis this is not just a military operation but a war which sows death destruction and misery but is there something unseen at work amid the horror of this war? Is there a hidden cause of nightmarish disasters that people are forgetting or ignoring? And the answer to these questions is an obvious yes, says author Joe Kovacs, who digs deeply into the subject in his brand new bestseller book, Reaching God's Speed, Unlocking the Secret Broadcast, Revealing the Mystery of Everything catastrophes and disasters such as military conflict are not just happenstance there is an underlying cause and it's spelled out quite clearly in the bible the simple truth right out of the holy scripture is that god himself is causing disasters read it for yourself in your own bible i just have to repeat that the simple truth right out of the holy scripture is that god himself is causing disasters now before i get even further into this article something that i want to mention that i talk about very frequently throughout our messages and podcasts is that um everything has to do with perspective and That's everything perspective. You look at the Bible and and asking very difficult questions. Um, The Bible tells us that that God's ways are far above our own ways. His understanding is above our own. And and that's absolutely true and it can be very difficult seeing things in a certain perspective uh, but the truth is a lot of us we like to preach that God is sovereign that he's completely in control he is completely sovereign but yet we while we acknowledge that we tend to forget all the other instances that for, for perhaps you know God not only created Jesus and all of his angels God also created Satan, Lucifer. And we think about that although God created the entire world, God also sent the flood and destroyed the world. Through the events of Genesis, through Noah and and his ark. We look at situations, we look at the cross, we look at Jesus and his salvation, And God is the author of our faith, the author of salvation and of grace. And we like to talk about that, but we completely forget that God didn't just create the heavens and the earth, but also hell, eternal damnation. God doesn't only just bless, but he also curses. God is indeed completely sovereign, completely sovereign. And when you have the perspective and you just take a look back and you understand a lot of churches and pastors today like to blame everything on the devil. We like to do that. We like to, this happened, oh, it's just the devil wrecking mayhem. The the devil doing this, the devil doing that. But we forget that, uh, that even the devil, even evil is used by God himself. It, rather, if it's uh, for his divine judgments, or to orchestrate certain things to move in his direction. But the Bible says that all things work together for the good of those who love Christ Jesus. So this isn't just about salvation, but this is also about justice. So the simple truth right now of the Holy Scripture is that God himself is causing disasters. He says read it in yourself in your own Bible. And there's a whole list of incredible uh, scripture and prophecies that they talk about, and we're going to read through them all. So, starting Jeremiah 45, 5, which says, I'm about to bring disaster on everyone. Therefore, the Lord says, I am planting disaster against this people from whom which cannot save yourselves. You will no longer walk proudly, for it will be a time of calamity. Micaiah 2, 3. And I think that verse is incredible because it talks about that. It shines a light that not even our own works can save us. There's nothing that we can do uh, to save ourselves. And that's why the grace of Jesus, the gospel message, is so imminent and urgent in the time that we serve in. For if a disaster occurs in the city, hasn't the Lord done it? That's Amos 3 6. This is what the Lord says I am about to bring disaster on you, and you will eradicate your descendants. First Kings 21.21 21. I will send famine and dangerous animals against you. They will leave you childless. Plague and bloodshed will sweep through you, and I will bring a sword against you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Ezekiel 5.17 This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I am about to bring such disaster that everyone who hears about it will shudder. Second Kings 21.12 Therefore this is what the Lord says I'm about to bring on them disaster that they cannot escape. They will cry out to me, but I will not hear them. Jeremiah eleven eleven. I kill and I make alive, I wound and I heal. Deuteronomy thirty two thirty nine. I make peace and I create calamity. I the Lord do all of these things and that's Isaiah forty five seven. Kavach says that it may be a difficult pill for many people to swallow, but God is the creator of all things, and disasters are among those things, although they're not pleasant ones. This, of course, brings up the question of why? Why, if God is a loving being, is he creating all this horrific mayhem? God actually spells out the reason quite plainly. And they will know that I am the Lord, that I did not threaten to bring this disaster on them without a reason. Ezekiel 6.10. I talk a lot about that in every message, that there's no such thing as a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason, that everything that the Lord does is for a reason. And so if you know how to ask the right questions, you'll find the right answers. Disaster will come to you in future because you will do what is evil in the Lord's sight. Deuteronomy 31.29 This disaster happened because the people of Israel sinned against the Lord their God. 2 Kings 17.7 All this disaster has come on us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our iniquities and paying attention to your truth. So the Lord kept the disaster in mind and brought it upon us, For the Lord our God is righteous in all that he has done, but we have not obeyed him. As Daniel 9, 13, 14, one of the most prominent prayers ever that you can read about throughout the entire Bible, and it's where we get the beginning of the prophetic timeline. Now this is what the Lord God says, look, one disaster after another is coming. I will not look on you with pity or spare you. I will punish you for your ways and for your detestable practices within you. Then you will know that it is I, the Lord, who strikes. Ezekiel 7, 5 through 9. Listen earth, I am about to bring disaster on all these people, the fruit of their own plotting, for they have paid no attention to my words. They have rejected my instruction. Jeremiah 6:19. Now God makes it more than obvious Kovac says. He causes catastrophes of all kinds. famines, plagues, wars, and more because People aren't paying attention to his instructions. They have disobeyed the divine law, refusing to obey him, and instead choosing to engage in evil, detestable practices. Jesus famously discussed some bloody and fatal disasters in the New Testament with his takeaway message being, Unless you repent, you will all perish as well. It's Luke 13.5. So, in other words, says Kavak, we are all dead in God's sight already because of our sins, and will be dead forever unless and until we repent, which means to turn around and stop our rebellious behavior toward God and get with this glorious program of eternal life. It's simple: rebel and perish, or repent and live forever. Now, that's the. The news broadcast on the spiritual level of God speak through all these wars and other catastrophes. And that's the glorious hope provided, amen, all these horrible calamities in the news. God is even liking to scripture that if people stop their rebellious, their ridiculous rebellion against him, then he will stop disasters from occurring. However, if that nation about which I have made the announcement turns from its evil, I will relent concerning the disaster that I had planned to do it. Jeremiah 18.8 Perhaps when the people hear about every disaster that I plans to inflict on them, they will each turn from their wicked ways. Then I will forgive their wickedness and their sin. Jeremiah 36.3 if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Second Chronicles 7.13-14 The Reaching Godspeed author says that the bad news taking place in our world is not just some random mayhem. The catastrophes, the calamities, disasters of all stripes are attention getters, reminding people that we're all going to perish to be dead forever unless we get our act together and get with the program. The bottom line is that the bad news can be likened to an attention getter, spanking, that a parent gives to his or her child, but God does not like spanking his kids. We're talking about disappointment. Why do you want more beatings? Why do you keep on rebelling? That's Isaiah 1:5. He creates the bad news with an intention to prompt us all to do some inward reflection, make drastic changes to how we think and act, to put an end to our ludicrous, wicked ways, get on the path of everlasting life, and painless life without end is truly. Good news. So, when you see and you hear all kinds of fatal events in the news headlines today, remember that God is merely broadcasting the same message He has been airing since the very beginning. Unless you repent, you will all perish as well. So, I talk about this a lot, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 1.9, which tells us that what has been will be again. What's been done will be done again. There's absolutely nothing new under the sun, and that's 100% true. God is completely sovereign, and although we teach uh, from the gospel message, from the Lord Jesus who, who gave us the gospel message through his complete sovereign grace through the, through the cross, it doesn't mean that we can take that and just live aimlessly, however we want, that, that just our uh, one, one prayer, one acknowledgement of Jesus and sin is our one way ticket to heaven and our ticket to just do anything. And that's not the case. Jesus said to repent. Unless you repent, you will perish. Repentance, as the Bible says, isn't a feeling or emotion of remorse. It's And it's a verb. It's an action tense. It's a a 180 turn to completely stop from what you are doing and start living according to obedience, our obedience in the word, our obedience to God, our obedience to Jesus, to walk worthy of the callings that he's placed upon our life. And I talk about a lot of this stuff throughout our messages, and that's really what it's about, is, is revealing the truth of the gospel message, the truth of our fallen nature. And, you know, there's a—unfortunately, a, you know, ever since 2020, we've had these horrific things just happening, one thing right after the next, and it's really sad because you look at some of the most prominent evangelical leaders with these huge platforms— You would never know that COVID-19 was occurring. You would never know that war was occurring. You would never know that sin is occurring from these pastors' platforms or these churches' platforms. They don't talk about it. They don't talk about any of it. And they just talk about all the really good feel-good messages, and you would never even know that perhaps your life is on a one-way ticket straight to hell unless you repent of your sin, you put your faith in Jesus, be baptized, turn around and walk and live according to the life that Jesus gave to you. The Bible tells us that if we're in Christ Jesus, our lives do no longer belong to us, it belongs to him. And so we talked a lot about, what well, is this one thing I don't understand, that We have a lot of um, free-spirit-moving, self-proclaimed prophets out there that are just reckless, completely reckless. That's why our ministry is a firm believer in prophetic accountability. You'll find it all over our website, and that's why my email address is plainly uh, there for anybody to get in contact with us, that prophecy uh, should be in alignment with God's Word. And so you have all these people out there that are prophesying things that go completely against God's word. Uh, and I, I just want to, you know, some of you guys, is going to make you mad, but a lot of people don't even realize why some of these things are even happening. Because if you look at what our nation did, we did some of the most horrific evils any other nation could ever do. And they all happened under a conservative Republican president, under a conservative leadership, under our watch. And I, and this is terrible. Nobody is talking about that. 2019, January 28, 2019. I don't even have to go and look up that date. It's been written on my mind and on my heart. Every day I've been pleading people to take a look at what happened. January 28, 2019, our nation, through President Trump, put forward a two-state solution to divide up God's inheritance, to divide up God's land, and give it to the Palestinians who who were known in the Old Testament as the Philistines, the people Israel's sworn enemy. President Trump did that, and God loves President Trump. And I, you know, I support a lot of the policies that he put forward. But this, this is the the threat of uncontrolled uh, prophecy, uncontrolled uh, discernment, just putting things forward, not even realizing the very evils that we're doing. And we look at what also happened January 22nd, 2019, under our watch. New York passed late-term abortion. Shortly after that, five other states followed in pursuit, allowing for a nine-month-old uh, unborn baby to be, to be killed all the way up to full term. Even some of these states allowing for the baby after birth to be killed. And although we see a lot of these states making a lot of progress, like Texas, to undo or get rid of the evils of abortion, it doesn't change the fact that a lot of people still don't recognize the very evils that we've put forward from our nation, that we put forward from a conservative Republican platform to go through and divide up Israel. And I still wonder to this day, has anybody told? president trump this has anybody told him the truth our nation has been under judgment ever since And horrific things are planned. Look at what's happening. Look at the 2020 elections. Look at coronavirus. Look at the horrible, evil, corruption, and extortion that has happened. God has removed his hand of providence, of protection from our nation because of the evils that we continue to do. And we do them all in the name of Christianity, in the name of love. Look at coronavirus. Look what happened during the last two years of the pandemic. A lot of churches shut their doors. They closed their doors completely. The Bible tells us not to forsake the assembly. And to some extent, I can understand. But they completely shut their doors, stopped meeting, and they stopped ministering. They stopped meeting the needs of those around them because uh, the government told them to do so and because of fear of their own lives and refused uh, to move forward and what God has called them to do. And in yeah, a lot of ways you can kind of look at this and you can see that, well, perhaps God actually shut these, shut down our churches himself because we refused to speak the truth. We refuse to do anything about the evils that are occurring. We refuse to tell people to repent, turn back to the Lord. And so I fear that if we don't Start speaking the truth. If we don't start preaching from our pulpits the truth, the true gospel message, the true gospel message, repent for the kingdom is near. Turn away from sin. Start living your life according to the anointings that Jesus has given you to live freely from sin, to love your neighbor. Some of us go to church once or twice a week and then come home. And I mean us just in general and live a completely separate, different life. We live completely different and separate from the lives that we live at work and in our families, you, some places you would never even know that you were or we are believers. And so when will be the point where we draw the line? When will it be enough? So we finally say that we, we have to start believing the Bible, all of it, not just the parts that we like, but all of it. The Realizing the fact that we are a sinful, fallen people, that we desperately need the grace of Jesus, and we desperately need to start living according to the faith that Jesus has given to us. And I'm not talking about this, this arrogant, religious-type spirit, <laughs> which I think is also part of the reason why we have fallen so far. But I'm talking about authentically love. If you read that whole section in 1 Corinthians 13 about love, that love is selfless. It's, uh, you know, but love keeps no records of wrong. Love also lives according to life. You look at the fruit of love, it preserves. Love uh, doesn't commit sin, it doesn't do anything against its neighbor or against God. Love preserves. So we got to start putting ourselves second, making God greater than ourselves, and we got to start speaking the truth. We need boldness. We need people and pastors who have the courage to speak the truth. And we got to start supporting our pastors, start praying for them, encouraging them because this is tough. So I just wanted to share this article, and uh, I could just go on and on and on and on. Um, But ultimately, it's going to be your choice. Each and every single one of us have a choice to make. What are we going to do with this information? What are we going to do? What are you doing today that's further advancing God's kingdom, that's advancing the truth? What are you doing today that will last for eternity? People are on their way to eternal damnation because the Bible says we're already condemned just because of the flesh. Without Jesus, we are completely hopeless. So, guys, I just pray. I pray for you guys. I am praying that the Lord speaks in you. He moves in your heart, that this article and some of these verses have gotten your attention. And uh, I pray that God stirs in your faith. I just also want to encourage you guys, if you're not plugged into a local community church, you guys should definitely be in a local community church. There, make no mistake about it. God loves the church. Jesus loves the church. And if there's one particular church that is in sin and isn't correct, Leave that church. Do everything you can to find one that is more suitable according to the gospel message, more suitable according to the word of God, and don't give up that search. My wife and I searched for 2 years until we found a suitable church that actually preaches the gospel message. Don't give up. Keep searching. I would up and end my our entire lives and move across the country if God said, go here for a particular church, just if it meant to be, in obedience and in fellowship with other believers. We need each other. We need each other. In fact, uh, it's commanded several times in the gospel uh, throughout the New Testament to have unity and have fellowship with one another. Bring Christ complete, bring his joy into complete maturity by having love for one another and in complete unity together. So, guys, uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, any prayer requests, or anything like that, please feel free to get in touch with me. My email brandon at tribalchristians.com, or website, tribalchristians.com. Please don't forget to subscribe, and I say subscribe not to uh, hassle you guys through emails, uh, but just so that you can get information just like this, just like this video. Uh, you guys will be updated anytime a new publication is made. And, uh, and and occasionally from time to time, I also send out different letters, uh, concerning things that the Lord has placed upon my heart. Uh, so guys keep running your race, stay encouraged. Do not give up no matter what you do. Stay hopeful. God bless.